Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mailbag episode 62, I think it is. We'll figure that out later. I'm Drew, aka Doug, with me today to answer all your very, very fun questions is the one and only Tyrese from the Strickland. Tyrese, how's it going? It's going good, it's going good. I'm apparently in high demand this weekend. Press you called me, like you're calling me. See, I was about to go on by myself and just oh. do this because no one was going to, because no one was joining. Oh, did me I mute reason. myself accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> I had a good bit too. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, how's it going? Um, I apparently I'm just in high demand this week because Press called me to do uh, Draft Strickland. I like that uh, you're repeating this. This is amazing. Wait, I actually am repeating it. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Today's is my day. Uh, do you want to just restart? <laughs> Nope, we're keeping this in. This is <laughs> this is how we're entering the mailbag. <laughs> was I'm that was that introduction? But before we get an, before we get started, I do have to make an announcement that the Strickland has a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. There's a number of tiers. There's a six dollar tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland every Friday. This pod right here that I do with Prez, even though this is going to be coming out on like a Wednesday, who cares? Uh, yeah, you get access to this pod every week. Uh, you also get access to the mailbag hosted by Drew Steele. Uh, that also comes out every other week. Uh, excellent, excellent mailbag. Maybe most importantly, you get access to the Strickland Discord where the conversation never stops. It certainly hasn't stopped today for reasons we will discuss as we get into the pod. There's a further tier. There's a $9 tier that gets you access to Strickland Roll, my solo pod, where I rant, yell, and rave about the Knicks even more. You also get access to wonderful weekly articles by Jack Huntley and Matthew Miranda, two of the absolute best in the business there's further tiers there's a 50 dollars tier 30 dollars tier 50 dollars tier and 100 dollars tier those come with a variety of additional benefits like live watch parties merchandise discounts listening in on pod recordings and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly whether you choose to subscribe or not none of this would be possible without you so without further ado let's get started we're jumping right into it you ready <laughs> <laughs> old Terra asks since Murray's contract is about $10 million less than the proposed offer for Brunson, does that mean the Knicks would have $10 million more to spend in free agency if they do go after DeJounte, or do CBA uh, machinations prevent that? Tyrese, are you a cap expert? Did you do the research before this? Uh, I mean, I understand some of the cap, and if they're clearing cap space, if they traded Murray into cap space, which probably would happen given the deal, um, 
they would have ten million more to spend in free agency, but ten million doesn't get you anything in free agency. So well, like, it's, it's just kind of pointless. So when, well, the whole point of getting Brunson because right now, if they because I looked this on Spotrack, and then I I know a cap nerd will probably correct me in the uh, the Discord if I am wrong. Obviously, correct me in the Discord. Um, they're gonna have about like three million if they when they've renounced their draft right thing, they're like their draft pick rights, and then Ryan Archie Janakino or whatever his name is. So they're gonna keep Mitch's rights because they'll have bird rights in case they want to re-sign him. So they'll have like three million in space. So they still would need to like shed money. Like they still need to trade out. And that's the whole point of getting Brunson, right? They're trying to shed the cap space to put just sign him straight up. Right. into it so there isn't going to be a sign they're trying to prevent the sign and trade because the maps are going to try to be like oh you have to do a signing trade with us so like we want all this stuff and the next are just trying to avoid that and just get like it would be great if they could just like dump fournier back in orlando and get <laughs> into their cap space i mean if anything they'll probably just dump work into like the boston tpe and like, get the space to sign them out right so yeah like the, they're gonna make it i think that's what the maps are truly don't understand is like the Knicks are going to do this and yeah, it's going like, to happen like, literally all they could do like they could trade Noel Noel to like I talked about it with Russ like they could trade Noel to like Toronto for Ken Birch and you shave 3 million off there you could trade Rose back to Chicago for like Kobe White you shave 7 million off like they can shave off money just like selling yes. cutting and not even dumping right. so like they don't need the Mavericks the Mavericks need them for TPU Yes, and that's the thing. Like, they need to do that, and they need to figure it out because they also have that issue. Because they, I just read this over because someone from the, uh, like, one of the Mavs websites mentioned that you saw how Brunson technically his thing is only going to be ten million for them, right? Uh, you mean sign and trade? Uh, yeah, for the sign in trade, right? So if he's signing for like twenty, that it's ten. If it's signing, if he's signing for twenty four, it's twelve. Yeah, it's like. 50% 50% of the new number that you made. Yeah, so it's like, they're just so screwed. Like, if the Knicks... Like, say the Knicks really do something as simple as, like, um, dump Fournier to the Magic, just hypothetically. They can sign Brunson then to an average... Right? That comes out... That'd be, like, 22-23. Brunson agrees to that. <laughs> and then the Mavs are like, fuck. Like, yeah. what the hell do we do? It's like, um, if you want, you can have Nerland's Noel. <laughs> Yeah, like basically we were like we'll throw Noah Noel into your TPE and like Have you'll, give us, you'll give us seconds because we're giving you a TPE in the first place. So yeah, like yeah, they're 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 screwed. they're screwed and it's beautiful because every time the Mavericks lose, it's a win for America. It it really is. It's wonderful. Like and they're treating it like it's nothing. It's like you can sit here and talk about like uh, Brunson's limitations or whatever. Good luck finding a replacement someone as good as him. You're not. <laughs> Like you're like, just letting it, you're not finding it. Like you're telling me that you don't find sixty true shooting guards who like have elite mid range shooting, are good three point shooters, and are literally elite mid um rim shooters just like off the street. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely insane that they're just gonna let this guy walk because he's a perfect fit next to Luca. <laughs> literally like the perfect off ball guard. Like all he really needs to do is just take more threes, and like he can definitely do that if he wanted to. Like if he just took more threes, he'd be like. Probably he would have probably been up to like eighteen, nineteen if he took more threes. But if he's just going to, I don't know, shoot fifty-eight true shooting and like just be solid overall, I'm not complaining. Yeah, like it's it's they're losing out big time, and it's glorious to watch. So, um, next question from I know playing with the gulliness. What are the best condiments, Tyrese? Uh, what are the best condiments? Honey mustard. Honey mustard is mm-hmm. incredible. Um. 
aeolis are great. Uh, I've, yeah, I'm really starting to get like aeolis now. I just really, <laughs> I don't know. You mean just I, you mean just flavored mayo? Yeah, like it's just I, it might be a Texas thing. I'm not sure, but like, <laughs> dude, aeolis are everywhere. What are you talking about? I don't know. The first time I had an aeoli was in Texas, but um, what? yeah, like I don't go okay. out. Okay. <laughs> I don't go out. So, uh, what else? But other condiments? I'm starting to like ranch more. I was a big ranch, like, enemy. I was a big ranch hater. And then, like, I've started putting ranch on. And I'm just like, you know what? Ranch is really good. So, yeah. I think it's probably my top three right now. But ranch. I really appreciate the un um unintentional uh, foresight. Right? That's that just happened with this uh, mailbag. It's gonna be great, guys. You'll see at the ending what I'm uh, what I'm referencing right now. Tyree says probably has no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> which makes it which makes it even better. Um, top condiments are going to be relish, ketchup, and um, teriyaki sauce. Have fun with that, guys. Okay, the teriyaki sauce count. That probably does count. Terry, so I was just trying. I was just trying to give terrible answers to make the people fight in the uh, in the Discord. Oh. <laughs> you ruined it. So no, um, the best comments now. Honey mustard, you're definitely right. That's definitely up there. I guess you could say like some sort of buffalo wing sauce can- has to count as yeah, a like condiment. Buff- like, yeah, buffalo sauce is solid. That's a. And then um, just 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 regular mayo. Just see like fries and mayo. It always comes in clutch. All right, ketchup. fries and made us a little, a little too much. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's better than anything else. I'll, I'll just give me the aioli. The aioli makes it better. <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. Those, those are the best condiments. You guys are gonna ha- have fun arguing with us in the uh, Discord. So, Fantastic. this is from Hug Life. Of four players the Knicks took in the twenty-one draft, where would you pick them in a redraft? This is from Hug Life. Um, a redraft of twenty twenty-one. A redraft of who, like, uh, hugs, so hugs, you gotta be very, you gotta be more specific. I'm guessing, like, so, like, all the four picks that we took, so, like, Grimes, Rokas, Deuce, and, Jer- and Jericho. I guess, like, the, is the question about, like, where would you pick them? Like, in terms of, like, where the lottery, like, are, like, where they would fall in the draft? Because, I mean, sure. I would probably take Grimes, like, late lottery, like, maybe, like, Maybe not late lottery, but like at the edge of the lottery. So I would say like fourteen to twenty. Yeah, um, I feel like that. That's fair. He he could have been picked. Well, for like Moses Moody, I guess. Like he yeah, could have like, been on the Warriors. He I could guess. have been that like Moses Moody, Corey Kispert, Trey Murphy. Like he definitely could have been like in that area instead of those players. Um, I think for Deuce. You're maybe looking at like the late first. So instead of like say Jaden Springer or Daron Sharp, you could probably take Deuce around that area. I mean, I think like if if the Knicks like weren't going to maneuver the draft, I'm pretty sure like Deuce would have been taken 21. Probably. Yeah. I think because, that's... because I think like Grimes probably would have gone 19 and Deuce would have gone 21. So like, given the fact that like the back half of the draft, like Jalen Johnson, like the back half of the draft just hasn't played. Like you look at Jalen Johnson, really he's played. Herb Kai Jones played. Herb Jones played. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Herb Jones is really good. Nobody saw that coming. If you think you did, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I think Rokas. I know Rokas in this year's draft probably would have taken the lotto, but last year's draft probably again around the same deuce range and McBride. Uh, 
but yeah, McBride and Deuce probably get taken around like the late uh late twenties, thirty, and Jericho was never gonna break the first round, so like him getting picked at like fifty eight made a lot of sense. Like I don't see him like getting much higher because the back half of the draft is basically just like, Hey, the Nick um this team's offering a contract. Do you wanna take it? Or do you wanna go to draft it? I don't know, man. I feel like after watching uh, Sims, I feel like he could have been higher in the second round and not like borderline of, um, you know, like unrestricted, uh, you know, undrafted free agent. Right. Like maybe uh, like instead of like uh, Nimas Quita from the uh, King. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that name. I'm not going to even try. So just say Joe Weisskamp. (laughs) I like Joe Weisskamp coming out of college, though. I thought he was good. I had don't I have, I have no idea. I just he he looks like a. I just saw it. He's a white guy from Iowa. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, sure. Greg Brown. No, I can't say Greg Brown. Price would hate me. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He still talks about Greg Brown today in a draft chat. So I'm just like, all right, dude, you got it. <laughs> oh, Price. I don't uh, even know who Greg. I don't even know who Greg Brown is. So he's bouncy and he's fun. That's that's great. So was uh Marquise Chris? How'd that turn out? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from a uh, ZMP three two three comma Star J Barrett Enjoyer, he has two questions for us, Tyrese. Do you think the reaction from the public to the Knicks draft night moves was skewed by how bad the reporting on those trades were? Then, how do you feel about the opportunity to cuck Mark uh, Cuban with uh, the pursuit of Jalen Brunson? Uh, um, it's wonderful. We love messing with the Mavericks. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, like literally every time Mark Cuban feels upset, I gain. I gain a gray here. It's and it's wonderful. It's just it's it's beautiful. Like Mark Cuban suffering, it's great. Like that little that gif of him on Twitter that he's just like cursing. Like yeah, I love that because I'm like, that's what he feels right now. We're making him we're making him weep. And I appreciate that. Especially because like he's he's not gonna shell out, right? Like he's not chilling out for Jalen Brunson and he doesn't think he's that good. It's just great. And it's it's like the whole thing is just it's just it's so amusing how this is playing out. It's just like, what do you mean the Mavericks don't think he's that good? It's like he is good. It's like you're not. It's, the whole thing is great, but um, yeah, I know. the uh, the draft night stuff. Yes, the re- <laughs> the reporting was terrible on this. <laughs> it was bad. Um, it was very very bad because like we were doing it on the live stream and it was just like. Well, okay, wait. So did they trade a first? Okay, they traded their first. What did the picks be like? It took like an hour and a half to get the picks that like we got back in the deal. It, it was it was insane. To the point where basically I was like telling Schmidt like if it's three picks, it's good. If it's two picks, it might be a little bit worse. And then they were like, we didn't even they didn't even report the Milwaukee pick came back to us in the Kemba deal. Nope, didn't report that at all. Like we basically, I basically had to like extrapolate that and be like, well. How did Charlotte and um, the Knicks touch in the deal? Yes, yes. I was saying the same thing. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. So I'm like, okay, if the Knicks and Charlotte Knicks and Charlotte had to touch the deal somehow, they probably got the Milwaukee pick out of. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the most confusing deal. Like, you're telling me, like, Woj can leak whatever. He, like, Woj can leak the draft picks, like, a day before they happen. <laughs> and somehow, somehow, we can't find out the draft picks for an hour and change so it's it's wild it literally like ruined the entire perception because people thought it was funny but like if the if the deal came out all at once the deal probably gets received a lot better because at that point you're like okay well the knicks end up with plus two in first round picks they have three first round picks total and they got off money 
for four second round picks, which they'll probably recoup when they trade Burks and get Brunson. So, yeah, like, it literally would have changed the entire dynamic of it. People would have been getting their jokes off. But, like, either way, the Knicks had a good deal. So, yeah, I'm just, like, I've, I'm just still to be determined on the, uh, on trade. I just want to see what those picks turn into because they turn, that's, that's they, ultimately what it is, right? It's just, it's just, it's, you have to wait and see. It's a wait and see trade because it's just like, are you, you're punting out of the lot. It's basically, you're, I'm asking, like, you're punting out of the lottery for which guy, basically, they're trying to get. So we'll find out what that is. Honestly, I just like, I think that, like, the pure value that they got for the deal is fine. One, one thing I will say, though, like, say, like, Deuce does, like, break out or something like that, right? Like, shows he can be in a rotation, like how, like, Grimes and Jericho showed that he could be in a rotation. Good luck. He's not playing this year. No, but what I'm saying is, like, if that happens, then you're just like, well, you already have Obi, you know, <laughs> quickly, RJ, Cam, like, you have all these guys. They're just like, well, they're all in a rotation. Like, we can't just bring in another young guy. Yeah, and just like, work with him. Like that's Cam's not even in the rotation right now. Like as currently Cam would not be playing. Deuce would not be playing. And now you're gonna add a lotto pick and then again it's a lotto pick, so like there's cachet that comes with a lotto pick. It just feels like there's too many mouths to feed and it just feels like young guys are gonna be playing against other young guys to get minutes because we know that like they're not getting rid of all the vets in one off season. So and the vets need to play because you want to eventually move them. So it just feels like like Drafting a rookie onto this team would just do nothing except for like create more like pressure for the players already on the team, and just like have them fight against each other for minutes. And if you don't believe me, look at the reaction to what Quickly was getting. Like when Quickly was struggling in the early season, and people were like, "Why isn't Grimes playing over Quickly?" That was literally happening. We saw people say like, "Oh, why is Grimes playing? Like Quickly should be benched." Like <laughs> people were saying Quickly should be benched because he struggled. Like. You think that's really going to be the? You think people are going to be like, "Oh no, I love patience. I'm a Knicks fan who's patient, and I promise I, that like I don't. I like I understand. Like, no, they're going to be like, play the rookie, get bench whoever you need to bench, whoever struggles. Like this is the same people who've been like, RJ should be in the G League, and like, <laughs> like, why are we acting like this hasn't been like a very much a staple of like how the Knicks fan base operates? Where like people are impatient, and I understand being impatient. We've slept for a long time, so. Yeah. Um. All I'll say is, kind of. I, don't know, I remember what I was gonna say. Quickly, only struggled with his shot. He was literally doing everything else amazingly, which is which was always the amusing part too when he played, because like he was still obviously the best player despite a sh- like a shooting slump, and people still were like he's terrible, and it's like okay, I don't know what you guys want for me anymore. Oh, we want him to shoot like thirty eight percent again. I'm like I understand that, but at the same time, like. I think where I was, like, really kind of just, like, dude, okay, we get it. Like, it was, like, the Thunder game where he basically put up zeros and, like, he missed every shot he took. And I was just, like, well, I get, like, you made improvements, but, like, you got to shoot the ball efficiently yes. at some point. And he did that to end the season, which is great. But, like, I can't get mad at the dude, like, 12 games into the season. Like, it's 12 games into the season. No, I'm with you. And then you also saw when he actually got a minutes increase, the shots are, the shot, like, percentage started to stabilize more and then he right started, so you're just like oh yeah. okay it's just like you have inconsistent minutes you have a guy who needs flow it it, it makes total sense but yeah whatever yeah so there is always an argument to be like you don't need another guy if you really believe in because they have what like 
there's like five, six people who are under like 22, 23 years old. So like, you don't necessarily need to bring in like a 19 year old. Like that's another argument for like, yeah. Punting out. So, but all right. Mm. Okay. So this is from, I know playing with the gulliness. What would you use those condiments on? Oh, okay. Tyrese. What would you use your aioli, your ranch, and um, I forgot the other one, honey mustard on? I mean, chicken tenders. Uh, I enjoy a good chicken tender. Fries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with some pizzas, you could use it on some pizzas. Like I, I do love me some ranch and some pizza. <laughs> the time. Then again, my pizza order is usually like a buffalo, ch- um, a barbecue chicken sauce base instead of tomato sauce with chicken on it and like garlic crust because I enjoy barbecue pizza. That sounds pretty good. So that's what like I usually use condiments on. I would agree with you. I just I use them for my chicken tenders and for my French fries. Sometimes my burgers, and that's really it. Oh, hot dogs! I'll put hot sauce on hot dogs. It's great. Yeah, honey mustard on hot dogs goes goes hard. Probably better yeah. than ketchup. Yeah, the only time you want to do ketchup on a hot dog is if you mix it with like the uh, just that generic white people yellow mustard. Then it's good stuff. Yeah. And that's what you put on the, uh, you know, the uh, what's it called, the jorts right. with the new balances. Oh man, it's a great look. This is from Hug Life. You ready for Hug Life's question? Sure. Do you consider Mark Cuban a finance guru? All right. I don't. All Do right. you? No. Okay. What did Next. he done? He got lucky. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm pretty uh, sure like he fucked up like every other investment he made except for like one, and that's the one that made him rich. Yeah. So there you go. So no, he's not. From I know playing with the gulliness, can one gain with no pain? We've got a philosopher here, Tyrese. Can one gain with no pain? Damn. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, depends on the pain. Depends on the game. No, not the game. The gain. I said. I thought I said gain. My bad. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to say one cannot gain without pain. That's deep. I know. It really is. Thank you. Just trying to philosophize right now. Next question. Oh, this is from Young Parvati. Shout out to Young Parvati. <laughs> Could anything have gone worse than it did for the Nets since the summer of 2019? <laughs> this is just great. Watching the Nets fall apart is it, it, it's, magical. It's been fantastic. And I just know that this is their last dance. And it makes it even better. Because when they lose in the first round again, like... Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be great. Because... They got suckered in the paying Kyrie for a year again. <laughs> That's the best part. That's the best part. Like, literally, Kyrie Irving, like, made it seem like, oh, you know, I'm doing it for the team. No, he's doing it because nobody else wanted him. No, no one wants him. And he's like, all right, fine. I want to take $40 million then. <laughs> he's not going to show up to work. It's going to be great. Yeah, like, it's just, it's great. Like, imagine if Katie just, like, wants to trade midseason after the team just, like, implodes. Like, that would be, that would be fantastic. You know, I was, we were talking about, like, the idea of, like, Kyrie, or, you know, Kyrie leaving, and then, like, where should Durant get traded? Like, we were talking about in the discourse. The teams we kind of came up with, I want to know if you, what your thoughts are would be, like, teams that should actually go after Durant, but it's not going to be the case, because, you know, the news of Kyrie, it would be a, it would be Toronto, Memphis, 
Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, Washington. New York just for shits and giggles. No, not them. No. I will still do it anyway. Um, <laughs> man, I, look, I get it. I get it. We're fucking Katie. Katie is like, I want to be a Nick. I will throw the Washington and Detroit picks into the damn fire. Give me, give me, give me a season of Katie. I don't care. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, Randall would have to go back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, like, man. Like, You're stuck yeah. in a corner. You got to trade, you got to trade Randall for KD. Even, even if I do believe in the bounce back 30 season, like, I would still absolutely trade Randall for KD. Like, let's be honest. There you go. <laughs> All right. From Son of Hope. Do you know who the Son of Hope is? Not sure. Yeah, neither do neither do I. Um, who taught you how to read? Uh phonics books. My mom, because my dad was working, so my mom taught me how to read. And then, like, I don't know, like, I guess Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon taught you how to read. Yeah, dude. Like, I would literally watch read a bunch of Nickelodeon books. Like, I oh, watched, Nickelodeon books. Yeah, like I was at the Scholastic Book Book Fair, twenty bucks in hand, because like my parents were like, "We go have you read in," and I would just buy a bunch of books that looked cool. Look at that! So you judge the book by its cover? Absolutely. I literally bought a Spider Man book that was like nothing but like a whole picture book, just because it had Spider Man on it. I was a very, very like picky kid. Look at that. Um, I'm gonna say that. I don't think I actually learned how to read, given how I've been reading all your questions for the past two episodes, <laughs> how I've done ad reads for the past couple episodes. I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm a good reader. I, so I, I don't know. So I'm going to say no. I don't know who taught me. No one, apparently. Okay, so <laughs> I know gull- I know playing with a gun. Gulliness then follows up with... And what were their favorite condiments? So, Tyrese, what were your parents hooked on phonics and Nickelodeon's favorite condiments? Uh, Nickelodeon's, we know, is slime. I think that's their mom, favorite condiment. I think my mom just, um, my mom enjoys like more grant, like dressings more than condiments. I don't think my mom really like eats anything that requires condiments. But, is like, she is she a French dressing person? Yeah, like French dressing, Thousand Island <laughs> dressing. My mom's very sophisticated and very very bougie. When is there any restaurant you can go to and ask for like French dressing on a salad? <laughs> and I have not seen one yet. Maybe like Olive Garden. Like, where can you 
go to be like, I want a salad with French dressing. I don't I, like I, maybe a diner. Maybe yeah, maybe a diner probably be more like like a more mom and pop shop. I oh, think it's still, like, it'll probably give you like it'll be the literal <laughs> thing you buy from Walmart, just inside a freeze. Oh man, um yeah. So since no one, <laughs> no one taught me how to read, so they don't have condiments. <laughs> All right. So moving on to front page, Jeff. If Tib rolls out a starting lineup of Brunson, RJ, Evan, Randall, and Mitch to start the season, how do you feel? Bad. Put Grimes I, in there. I would feel utterly disgusted. That like the the point of attack defense in that lineup is just so bad. Like, please put Grimes in the lineup. No, it's not even that. It's at this point, like I what I'm always on. Like, I think Brunson, like going for Brunson, is smart no matter what. But he really unlocks the idea of like just play quickly and Obi. Right and just play fast, so you have all the ball handlers. Like it just makes the most sense just to go that route. So like, Evan could either you could keep him or have him come off the bench and like trade Randall. Like that should be the move, and like that's the team, and that's the team that's going to electrify uh, Madison Square Garden. Like that's that's what you got to do. You just got to buy into quickly and Obi right now, and bring in Brunson. Like that's the energy you should be going into next season with. I mean. Like I, I just like, I'll give Brando like a year. I want to see. I want to see how he looks with like less usage and like more of a, more of a creator next to him. Because like I, get, I think the idea last year was like, oh, quick, like Kemba and Evan would make like w- like could combine fusion dance into like one decent creator, and like it, that did not happen. And I want to see what happens with like you put him next to like an actual person who could like take usage on the scene because he does no other person on the scene like that and. I'll give it like let's say half a season. Give me half a season, and if he could like be, not even twenty ten five, he probably won't be twenty ten five next year. But could he be like eighteen ten four? Could he do that? I think so. And if that's the case, then like I would, I'm okay with that. Especially if he's like decently efficient instead of like being rock bottom Westbrook efficiency. I'm okay with that. In my opinion. Your Randall agenda is it's so not goddamn even, disgusting. It's not even an agenda. It's literally just me going like, hey, I think there's a decent player in here. I don't think he went away because we made him play like LeBron. No, he decided to play like LeBron. Like, I feel like you've missed the entire I mean, but like, what it, happened with it, Randall. Like, the whole thing was he was struggling with his shot. So what he did was he upped his usage and stopped playing defense. That was his response to his shot not falling. So, like, all of this is primarily on him, or you could put it on the coach who isn't discussing this with Randall to get through it. Like, however you want to say it is, that's what happened. I mean, the coach is more of a problem with Randall, I think, but... That's a conversation for another day. That's a conversation for another day, and it doesn't really change, like, exactly what happened. Like, whoever, however you want to divvy up the blame or the responsibility or whatever. Like, what happened last season was Randall's shot didn't fall. He upped his usage, stopped playing defense, and he did not delineate. Like, RJ was getting more usage, and he decided to take more shots. Like, it was not good. Like, Randall just completely catered, and you cratered. And you can't have that type of bipolar. You can't have, like... In, in one extreme, which was literally <laughs> second team All NBA, to this, which was a complete disaster. Like we're talking, like sure, you're gonna find something in the middle, but it's not worth it at this point. Like it's not worth it. 
looking, figuring out where in the Middle East going to be. It's it's just not worth it now. I would I would wait to see before I as no. Yeah, can't do it. He needs to go. I am completely out <laughs> on uh on Randall. Like we believe in Grandes in Grandes yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.